0: Welcome to the Utah Street Banter Podcast.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Utah Street Banter. Thank you for joining us on uh, this episode here. Let's welcome uh, Elijah back. Hello. What's up, man? Uh, So, Elijah, we've had uh, some – I guess we could just jump right in, right? I mean – Yeah, go ahead. I think everyone uh, knows about it by this I think everybody knows about it. Everybody knows about how uh, amazing Dylan Tate – I'm just messing – no, everybody knows about uh Corbin Burns and how uh we just were able to, you know, do a a pretty good trade, I think, uh for him. Yeah. Um and the biggest thing that um, you know, obviously I'm gonna miss uh D L Hall, yeah.
0: right? Um Stug. And,
1: Yeah, yeah. And but and then obviously Joey Ortiz. The biggest yeah. thing though is um like, I think the better one of the two in the future, and I mean, I could be totally wrong, is probably Joey. I yeah. Choose, from what I hear, I mean, sadly, we don't we didn't get to see him very much. Yeah. But, so we gave up a shortstop that, pro, Like I mean, he's not playing over Gunner. He's not playing over Jackson, right, Holiday. Yeah. So, you really gave up a shortstop that didn't have a place and a relief pitcher, right? Yeah. For I'd say the second best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I he's definitely up there. I mean, I mean he's not Garrett Cole. I I, I get yeah. Garrett Cole is the best right now. I mean, yeah. I, as a Yankee hater, I'll still admit that,
0: right? But, but he's also not costing us two hundred forty million dollars like Blake Snell will. Right. You
1: know, it's funny because I you know you last time we talked, uh, we were hoping to get a Jordan Montgomery, <laughs> or, uh, or um or um. Domingo Herman, Domingo Herman, right? Yeah, uh, you know we were hoping to pay those guys because we couldn't afford Snell, and and then we also were looking at you know the White Sox and the you know, the Mariners, yeah, and and the Marlins, and I don't think we brought. I know I, actually I did bring up I did bring up Corbin Burns, and I yeah. said that we couldn't get him because they're trying to win it this year, yeah, and then I guess. Elias heard me, yeah, and he's like, "We're gonna prove that podcast wrong." <laughs> so, that being said, I don't think there's any way we get Mike Trout. There's no way we get him. No. So, all right, tomorrow we're gonna do a special podcast because Orioles just traded for Mike Trout. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Anyway, so really, really, really surprised by this move. I mean, um, I really don't know what to say other than uh. You know, we were looking at our past, you know, uh, superstar aces that we the Orioles have had, and uh, the last one was uh, a, Yan- a a future Yankee, and that was Mike Messina. And then before that, the other guy has been announcing Orioles games for like 30, 40 years and Jim Palmer. So Elias, what a move, man.
0: Like, you crushed yeah. it. I mean, especially for like what you said, we didn't give up... Obviously, Hall, like I loved him. He's a great guy. He seemed to really find himself in the bullpen. But that is said, he's in the bullpen, which is compared to our uh, rotation, a strength of ours. And then I don't think Ortiz really. I, I said this last time. I don't see him ever having a starting spot on the team. Right. I didn't think. I thought if we were going to trade anybody, he's the first one to go. Which apparently I was right. You no know one right. yeah. about it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You were right. <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean, the biggest thing is like. Uh, well, I was listening to MLB Network Radio and Steve Phillips, who was a, a, a general manager, like, um, I don't know, had to say before like Christmas and everything, they were talking about um, Corbin Burns' trade for the Orioles, and he was saying it would take five, five uh, blue yeah. chip prospects, right? Uh, it took two, and then I. So some Orioles fans I saw were stressing a little bit about the um, the draft the draft pick. So just to give everybody a heads up on that, it's a compensation draft pick. So basically, we gave that up. That's going to be uh, after the first round, okay? And and that'll be their draft pick. Now, if the Orioles do not sign Corbin Burns back, we will then get a separate compensation draft pick. So. Um, So basically, most likely, what we've given up is two players. So don't stress about the draft pick because um, uh, if we don't sign Corbin Burns back, we will get the draft pick. We'll we'll get another compensation draft pick.
0: Because I think the way I've seen this work out is I really doubt we sign him back before his contract. So especially saying his agent, Scott Boris, and if anybody's familiar with Scott Boris, you know he does a deal in extensions. He's the same guy trying to get Blake Snell 200-some million dollars. And the best bet, I think, is what's going to happen is we'll sign him in the offseason after he tests out free agency. Because I I personally think he's going to come to Baltimore and just love the team, love the players, love the culture, and want to come back.
1: Yeah, and I think the opposite. I think that we don't... I think this is a Nelson Cruz type of thing. I think he absolutely crushes it, and he does good, and he goes and gets... Uh, takes his talent somewhere else for a crazy amount of money. Uh, so I hope you're right and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, but I... here's another thing. Okay, so here's here's something I've been thinking about that definitely could be happening. So let's say that... Um, let's say he does really good. Okay? And then let's say um, Grayson Rodriguez does really good. Let's say Kyle Bradish has a good year. How How many... <laughs> How many aces do you need? You know what I mean? Oh, the, five. The, the, five. I know. Preferably. I, I, five preferably. <laughs> right, right. But but how many aces can you pay for, right? So, yeah. like, so say, say, say Kyle Bradish, does what I think he's not going to do, is be yeah. as good as he was last year. Not better, just as good, okay? And I, I hope he is, right? I'm just trying to be realistic here. And Grayson Rodriguez is, is better than he was last year, which I think will happen, okay? That gives us two top-of-the-line starters, right? and then and then you're not freaking out like we were this year yeah does that make sense now i like i said i hope you're right i hope um i hope our big pockets uh you know that the oreos yeah all of a sudden have come into i hope that um we can spend it but we also just have to be realistic i mean yeah um but but yeah so that's how i feel i know you have uh You have quite a bit on Corbin Burns that I'm really excited to hear about. So I'm going to let you kind of run away
0: with this. So basically, looking into it, obviously, we all know he's a great pitcher. But I didn't realize just how great he's been. I mean, at any season that he has pitched more than 60 innings. So that's from the 2020 COVID season through this year, including his Cy Young season. He has been no less than eighth in Cy Young votes. Huh. That just shows I mean he's getting those side votes every single year. Yeah. Which means I mean, he has a career career 3.26 ERA, which is already amazing. And this is this is really what I love about it. He has a 2.84 ERA in the playoffs in 19 innings. Huh. And that's what we need. Cuz I mean, th- yeah. this is a fun a fun little fact that bring up a put put a little salt in the wound here is that uh, <laughs> he's given up one more run than Grayson Rodriguez has in the playoffs. And uh, Grayson Rodriguez has thrown one and two thirds innings compared to the 19 that uh wow. Burns has done.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. And like it's funny, I was listening to Corbin Burns's interview, um, well his media um interview, um, and uh, it you know all he's talking about is he's like, yep, I'm just here to get us to the World Series. I'm just you know everything kind of ended with, you know, World Series, how far yeah. can it? And I'm like, boy, I am not used to this. I am not used mm-hmm. to. You know, um, it was just so encouraging to hear that he's he knows what he's here for. Yeah. And I hope he brings that into the locker room and um, kind of just, you know, emphasizes that. You know what I mean? And, uh, right. and, and, and he's been there. And, you know, the, the Orioles have gotten a taste of it, too. Um, and I think uh, Corbin Burns is hungry to win in the playoffs because he's, you know, his teams have failed to do that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about that, and I'm really excited about, you know, what he had to say. You know.
0: Yeah, he, that interview was really great. He seems – he, like you said, he's going to come here and win. I just cannot wait to see what he does with our other starters. I think he's going to be a great influence on them. He's going to – we already have – I think Grayson's a real great guy, like gritty guy, going to get into it during, on the mound. I think Burns is another one that's just going to amplify that even more and just – I can't see this going wrong. Even if he regresses from what he's done and puts up, let's see, say he puts up an ERA of four, which would be by far his career highest. That's still going to be better than what we had last year in Kyle Gibson. And the influence he has on the rotation, I think is going to be greatly just, it's going to be great to see it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, It's pretty, um, it's pretty encouraging. I mean, his 2024 projections on Fangraph, uh, his ERA projections, is 3.52. Um, and, uh, I mean, obviously, this doesn't surprise anybody. It, that's better than anybody else on our roster. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things where um, you, you listen to, like, different callers and everything, and everybody's like, well, you know, he still has the pitch and all. But no matter – if he comes out and just doesn't do anything that we expect, you can't – Blame anybody other than luck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. our, our front office, they you know Elias has really put it all in. Yeah, that, you know I don't know. You know I don't know what what better he
0: could have done. Yeah, it's not like this is a Jack Flaherty situation where you're just hoping.
1: Yeah, there's definitely no hope here. There there's hope that he stays healthy. If he this stays is, healthy, we're good. Yeah,
0: that was hope. This is expectation. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But, um, and just some other great things to see is we, we lost someone in Kyle Gibson. He threw the most innings on the team last year and, uh, Burns was 10th in the league in innings pitched and 16th in the league in strikeouts. He is, he's a great strikeout guy. His cutter is amazing and he is a workhorse. He's going to go out every fifth day and throw five to seven innings every time he goes out there.
1: Right. Now uh, here's a really big question for you about Corbin Burns. Uh, does does he bring the mullet
0: back? I don't know. I, a mean, I think you got I, when, you, especially going to a place like Baltimore. I think you got to change everything, change the yeah, whole thing.
1: Um, yeah, I think I
0: think you can go heart, like Mohawk, maybe rat tail, rat tail, yeah, rat tail, <laughs> yeah. Oh go, go shave a crab into the side of his head. Really go okay. full Baltimore.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. But it's um, up.
0: now he's just he's got some really great numbers, and I love the co- comparison between him and Bradish because. Braddish has modeled his game after uh, uh, after Burns, and the one thing that you really see looking at uh, the percentage of pitches by season, it's obviously Burns' done more. But from the years that when he transitioned to a starter and really turned around in 2020, he went from throwing over 50% fastballs to throwing under 5% fastballs. Oh, wow. And uh, he has thrown barely 1% of fastball because of, of this cutter. He has come out of nowhere with his cutter in 2020 and just took over the league by storm with it. And that's the same thing you see with Bradish. With Bradish, cut his uh, four-seam usage down from 45% in 2022 down to 20% in 2023. Man. And I think you see that um, Bradish also changed sides of the rubber from where he starts his uh, movement at. And that's something he emulated from uh, Burns. So I think it's going to be cool to see someone that if you – Pick a pitcher and try to model your game after that. But then you get to come and work with this pitcher; it can only make it better, right? And I think great- good. I think this move not only makes the Orioles better. I think it makes Bradish better for next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think what's crazy too is you know you're absolutely right when comparing them. Uh, but like Kyle Bradish, for instance, um, you know actually, you know Corbin Burns has been in the league for five years, right? Mm-hmm. What's crazy to me is Kyle Bradish has been in a year one point you know one you know what I mean yeah. one point two so years. And so what's crazy about that is you know at this point next year, Grayson Rodriguez, if he pitches a whole season, will ha- we'll replace that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like in my mind, I feel like Kyle Bradish has been there so much longer than he has. Yeah. And you know he's had one full MLB season and he's coming. What was it fourth in Cy Like so yeah. so. And then you're putting him. Underneath of somebody that's won that award, yeah, you know what I mean. So like, you're really setting the Orioles, you know, pitching the future of their pitching up, you know, as a you know for a positive outcome.
0: Yeah, like it. It just I'm so happy with this. (laughs) (laughs) I I there's
1: really nothing that you yeah exactly.
0: But um, just some. I'm really interested by his cutter because obviously, I believed even before he came over, it was probably a top five pitch in baseball. It's easily the best cutter in baseball, but he uses it the third most out of anybody. And I lost the pitcher, two pitchers down in front of I know Kenley Jansen throws it more than him and it's another reliever, but um he throws it 55% of the time. Wow. Which is a lot for a starter to use one pitch that much. But that's because his cutter has an 18 run value to it, which is basically the amount like it it's a number that gives value to a certain pitch. And that's the 11th highest run value on any pitch. I mean, if you, this is you thinking of great pitchers. Uh, how about Kershaw's slider? He's got the same run value on Kershaw's slider with his cutter. Oh, wow. And, uh, the people that are ahead of him are, like, even better. I mean, you got Garrett Coles up here for his fastball. He's got the highest run value, but his cutter is just insane. That's, that's And then awesome. uh, one other thing that I really like about it is – um. He he's starting to change. I don't know how big you're into the sweepers, yeah, yeah. Cha- mm-hmm. Changing the, yeah. the sli- slider curveball into a sweeper, but midway through last year, he changed into he changed his slider into a sweeper, even though he refuses to call it a sweeper. And he his usage has been um he's used it more because the horizontal break has gone from about eight to eighteen,
1: huh. which well, so, it's it, so so it's it's pretty long. Yeah, Yeah, so it's really creating a pretty big umbrella Yeah. to to kind of give you people an idea of what that looks like. Yeah, and and it's always running away from a righty. So, you know, especially, you know, you look at, you know, some of our power hitters and ALEs. We'll just talk about Aaron Judge. You know, um, you're really, you're going to try to set him up, you know, um, and get him out on his front foot. If you get Aaron Judge out on his front foot and the sweeper just keeps carrying into the left-handed batter's box, um, not much you're going to do with that you know what I mean? And then, and then you still got to respect his fastball. I mean, yeah. he, you know, so it, it's one of those things where it, he's either going to hit you with a a sweeper outside that you're going to hopefully have to keep your weight back on, or he's going to hit you with an upper 90s fastball high inside that yeah. you're going to try to not break your bat on. Oh, and then uh, there's a ball that just drops straight into the dirt, and that's his curveball. You know what I mean? So it's he has a ball. Uh, one One thing we always try to try to teach young ball players is trying to have a pitch that goes every which way you know you you want a pitch that goes out you want a pitch that goes in you want a pitch that goes down and uh he can command
0: all of those yeah i mean it's just there's there's nothing to hate about him he's just yeah. he, he's a true ace and yeah. that's like we already thought we had at least one if not two aces i mean i worse so so you don't you don't like this move i hear no, yeah, I hate yeah, it. I hate yeah, it so yeah, much. Yeah, I, I
1: mean, I mean, yeah, Domingo Herman would have been a much better. Oh, yeah. Person. No. Yeah, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, no, uh, I, I mean, I, what a yeah, I, what a great, what a great day, what a great week last week was.
0: Yeah, and this is why I think this is the most interesting thing is I looked around the league at all the other teams, and it it was very difficult to find a team that had a better, not just rotation but specifically a top three of rotation. I like. I think we have probably, obviously, someone's gonna argue me on it, but I think now we have the best duo, and with Corbin Burns and you could pick your choice of Brad Ashort, Grayson, and then I think we also probably have the best trio in baseball. The only team that I think could be comparable, maybe, would be is if you look at the Dodgers, with you right. have uh, Glasnow, Yamamoto, and um, Walker Bueller. but obviously Yamamoto still never thrown an MLB baseball before. Right. He, yeah.
1: Like, I, yeah. And he's never pitched to
0: MLB. Yeah.
1: And, and if people want to try to argue me with me and the World Baseball Classic, you don't even come here with that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like for one, the MLB players he was pitching against, yeah, uh, they're playing, it, play, playing in, yeah, they're playing in February and March. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, let, let's see how you're doing in August. You know, and and pitch yeah. at, at our, uh, you know, pitch in our ballparks. So yeah.
0: but that's just my little rant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I really, I mean, you you look at like the Yankees. They have a great rotation. The top three of theirs, you got obviously Garrett Cole is amazing. But then, I mean, Carlos Rodon and Nestor Cortez. I
1: yeah. don't
0: think either of those can compare to Grayson or Bradish. I just, yeah. I, I don't see now that the reason I like this isn't even for the regular season, because it's hard to improve on a one on one win season. So I, I think we'll probably win less games, but that doesn't matter. Because I would hate to have to play us in the playoffs and go against Burns, Bradish, and Grayson. Yeah, One, it two, really
1: ma- it really makes you feel more comfortable if we had to play a wild card. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, uh, that 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 always would make me worry yeah. last year. I was so stressed out about trying to make sure we win a um, win the division uh, because of our pitching, because of our starters. Yeah. Now, if we need to win a
0: game, I feel pretty comfortable. I mean. If they just if the three people that between the three of them they just stay stagnant don't even get better, you can throw any of them are okay to go game one, right? Any of them it doesn't matter how you end the season if Burns pitches the last game of the season and can't throw first game wild card put Radish out there he'll do just as good, right? Like yeah, I just yeah. yeah, there's there's no going wrong now with what we have. Obviously, I I mean even though I'm not gonna say sit around pretend John Means and D Kramer are the best in the world. Dean Kramer's probably one of the best five pitchers in the league just because, I mean, he's he's a good pitcher. He's slightly above average. That gives us an edge. That makes it now, if we go to the postseason, he's a reliever now. He can be that long guy. And all it takes is for John Means to back, back, bounce back from injury and we, we could have the most solid rotation in baseball.
1: Yeah, yeah. Complimentary
0: I, I, to an amazing bullpen. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But... um. Speaking of bullpen, though, do you think since we did trade away Hall, who I predicted to be one of our start uh bullpen player pitchers, do you think we need another reliever? I
1: do, I do. I think uh, the biggest thing I see in our bullpen is we're we have uh, you'll like this because you're a lefty pitcher. Um, uh, we have a lot of righties. Yeah. Um, uh, and like I, I just get nervous because. I just keep looking at the Yankees lineup and I know they didn't, they didn't do, weren't too hot last year, but I mean, they added Soto, you know, a lefty. Yeah. And I would, I just really wish that we could get a lefty to just really do something. Um, And, you know, I, I have an idea of somebody I want, this is an off the wall. This is like a yeah. new one. Um, and so I'm going to try to just tell you the stats. I'm okay. not going to let you, I'm not going to make you guess cause we don't have all mm-hmm. day, but, um, so this guy in twenty nineteen had thirty four saves, twenty twenty had sixteen saves, but remember that was a shortened season. Twenty twenty one had twenty one saves. Okay, then in twenty twenty two he went to a team where he wasn't the closer, so he had five. Okay, he pitched he pitched forty five innings, had a two point eight ERA, mm-hmm. killing it, right? Yeah. All right. Last year not hot. Last year rough. Fifty three innings, five point five ERA. Ooh. Okay. All right, so hear me out though, okay? That like if you he's had one bad year his entire career, mm-hmm. okay? And he's a lefty pitcher, and he's a veteran. He's had ten years in the league, and that's uh, Brad Hand. Brad Hand. Okay? Hand. So, so I mean, can you imagine? I I don't know, you know, I, I'm not smart enough to tell you how much people are looking to get, you know? Um, but it's one of those things where. I look at that and I'm like, boy, that's a lot of experience right there. Get him yeah. on a one year, get him a one year, what, eight, you know, probably one year ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, man, just one bad season really just shuts you down. Yeah. Like that's what's crazy. And maybe they saw, you know, I, I didn't watch a ton of Brad Hand last year. I, I just see stats. I see the t- the the ticker on the bottom of the screen, but, um, you know, it's just. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe they would see something that, you know, watching his games that I didn't see, Yeah. but I, I know Brad hand, you know, the past Brad hand, how, how good he was. Um, and I just look at him I'm like, boy, that would be a heck of a, that would be a heck of an ad to our bullpen. And just to have that lefty in there. Yeah. And if you could sign him cheap enough that, you know, that you don't have to you know stress too much yeah. about you know, paying him, you know what I mean? So um, that's just kind of what, what I thought about that. What do you think? Do you think there should be, um, you know, do you think we should add a, a relief pitcher?
0: I, I definitely think we do, but I mean, I think it's, I think because of the burn signing now that's pushing Wells through to the bullpen. I think yeah. that makes it obviously Hall, I would say is better than Wells, but I think Wells, I mean, he has potential to come in and be a setup guy. Uh, he should flashes at the end of the yeah. year that he could come in and be a closer. Obviously, we have Kimrel to be a closer, but if something happens with Kimrel and he starts not doing good, which is always a problem with him, <laughs> that I think that gives you another option. But obviously, we lost the lefty, so now this leaves us with really only um. This only gives you CNL Perez and Daddy Coulomb. Right. And I just think he, if we don't get another one, they they have to they have to show something. They can't decline at all. And yeah. It's just, it's going to be, I don't, I really doubt we make another move and it's just going to be interesting to see in spring training what they do. And obviously in a, in a few seconds, we'll talk about Dylan Tate here and I, it looks like he'll probably be on the starting day roster now. Yeah. I roster. think
1: Dylan, I think Dylan Tate has to be there now. I do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, it will be one of those things where, um, he's going to have to show in spring training. He's ready to go. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think he will I think he will. I don't think he'll be bad enough for the Orioles to give up on him um and I think he'll have the first you know month and a half to show, right, and kind of go from there. The one nice thing about it is you're not asking him you know we we used to ask him to do you know the eighth and ninth inning yeah i don't th- I don't think we we have to have no. that now we need a so, sixth and seventh inning, yeah, yeah, so um but I, I also he's the one though man. I'm just I look at Dylan Tate and like I, if you listened to us last time, you're probably so tired of us hearing him talk about Dylan Tate. But he's the one where I'm like, man, that might that might be the guy. That might be yeah. the guy everybody's forgetting, or that might be the guy we need. Um I, I'm just I hope I'm I hope I'm right on that, you know, because mm-hmm. there's been plenty of times where I've been wrong on that. Yeah. You know. So um like I was wrong on Fuji. I thought he was <laughs> the Mets signed him, you know, so hopefully he does well. Um, but you know, it, it's one of those things where
0: I, I, you know, you just hope surgery didn't, didn't mess him up too much. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I trust Brandon Hyde here and he comes out with a quote that says that he, he looks unbelievable, feels great. And that th- that he's really happy and hoping he'd come back this year and help us. And I think that is a good sign that if he wasn't doing good in his off season training, if he wasn't healthy, I don't think Brandon Hyde comes out and says that because then that just makes it even more of a rush job to get him back ready. So right. I, I think I think at this point, he probably is completely healthy and going normal. And I just think it's a question of once he gets back into competition in spring, what happens?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I uh, The one nice thing about it is I know I'm, I'm putting a lot of hope into him, but say it, it doesn't work out. You know he doesn't. Then it's yeah. not like you know we didn't. You know we didn't have a lot into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the end of Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um, and then I, I, I'll tell you another guy that I would like to see, that you, you probably hate, but I mean I still would love to see them. You know if if they were to do another pitching splash, which I doubt it, I'd I'd put money on it that they don't. But man, you look at Trevor Bauer sitting out there and the the opportunity, that you know, you know what I mean, and it's just. But we talk about how the Orioles clubhouse, how awesome that atmosphere is. Yeah, and I don't know, I I don't know I uh, if he's a nuisance. I, you know, I mean, if you want to argue the whole everything that happened, um, you know, a lot of accusations that apparently, yeah. you know, I don't know everything about it, so I'm not gonna get into it. But I would love to see that.
0: Yeah, I think he's kind of in the. Oh. Close to the same boat as Domingo Herman for me. Oh come not, on, not, man! Not, not not there though, because Domingo Herman is. I would much rather have Bauer than Domingo Herman. Obviously Bauer's more talented too, but I I think Bauer his differences. I don't think anybody can really tell if he's the type of teammate that yeah he's polarizing, but in a good way when he's on your team, and I just don't think it's worth it. It's not worth it to risk it in my opinion, because yet again. We have this young core that they're out there. They're happy. They're spitting water on the field for a double. You got the Mr. Splash out in center field, and if you got uh, Trevor Bauer out here throwing baseballs in center field, hitting him in the back of the head, I just I I feel like it's not a good. I
1: just feel like yeah, I feel like he's weird enough.
0: He's weird enough for the world. He could be weird enough, but we're spraying
1: people with water.
0: I think he's weird enough. I I don't (laughs) think, and it's I just think it's also we're right now like. I'd almost want to say we're like America's team, basically. No one hates oh like no like okay. Well, Name one person that's not like a Yankees fan that truly hates us. That no one, ha- okay, everyone so, everyone's so rooting for there's us. There's only
1: one reason. There's only one reason why people don't hate us. It's the same reason that people didn't hate the Cubs. The same people that people didn't hate the Because we been bad for so long because c- we weren't. We were bad. Yeah. People were like, you know, you, when you see some, a kid get bullied, you know, you yeah. you, you got to step up and you know cheer for him. Yeah, and but, I. <laughs> but but you're right. I mean, we do have a lot of fun guys to watch. Uh, we do have a lot of um, just uh, guys that are fun to listen to. Very, you
0: know, um, you know, really good for young kids to listen yeah. to. Does that make sense? Cause, yeah, because th- this is what I picture in my head: Adley Rutschman going out to uh, give a hug to his pitcher after he comes off the mound every inning, and Trevor Bauer gave true. up two home runs and wh- yeah. like blows you're, him off you're, and you're, gets mad yeah. at him, and that that's yeah. all it takes, just to light the like to change. I agree because I uh, think real if... quick. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say real quick before we uh, head off uh, for the night. Um, I want to talk about, so we've been talking about a lot of good stuff. I got something I'm really, 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 really nervous about to happen today uh, or I guess it happened yesterday. Um, and that is the Bobby Witt Jr. just got signed to a long-term deal uh, with the uh, Kansas City Royals. Yeah. He, I got signed to a 14 year, $388 million. There is opt out clauses after year seven, uh, which will absolutely happen unless everything goes wrong because the players opt out. So um, the player will always bet on himself. Okay. Um, here's what I'm really, really nervous about on this is Bobby Witt Jr. is the same age and everything. I think same draft class, yeah. I believe, as Adley and Gunner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is pretty much giving us an idea of what the cost is. Yeah, correct? So, yeah.
0: I think the the one difference, if you did, I don't know how deeply you looked into that deal, but he did. Um, there's a lot of opt outs stuff, so like, it's that's only if you fully opts into everything. Absolutely, and I do. I, I just, I I think it's also a thing with us. With yet again, you just you gotta sign him early. It,
1: yeah, I. But I mean, it, that's as early as you can sign him, man. Like so, like. It's so, also –
0: look at the Royals. Who else do they have the root for?
1: I know. But but so as an Orioles fan, we always want Gunnar signed. We always yeah. want Adley signed. We want Jackson signed. We want Grayson signed. Not a chance. It, it's unrealistic for that to happen. Now, the good thing is the one thing as an Orioles fan we need to start remembering, okay, is I don't mean to get everybody fired up at the end of our podcast, but the one good thing is if you see our draft class every year right now, even late, even, yeah. even uh, Bradfield, right? So we don't have to—our front office is showing us that we don't have to have a number—our top 10 yeah, uh, draft to have a good draft class, right? So don't stress so much about getting all of them. Let's
0: get a couple, okay? Yeah. If we get but two But
1: it's, of it's them. unrealistic to get all of them. Yeah.
0: That's why I think—obviously, I know Angelus is going to do what she's going to suck, but uh, once we— we really need to see what Rubenstein will do when they take over, when his group takes over, because if they are willing to extend these players, I don't think you can wait. Yeah, I, I, agree. I don't think you can, because if you wait, the price is only going to go up for Adelaide. It's only going to go The Gunner's price over the past nine months yeah. it increased at least 100 million.
1: Yeah. You think Bobby Witts is expensive? How about the kid that just won rookie of the year? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that—that—that's expensive. Yeah. I think currently, if I had to uh, give you estimates on who's the highest, right? I think Gunner's the highest. I think Jackson's the second highest, and I think Adley's third. You, you okay? put Jackson that, that, already ahead of. I I, Adley. I think so. I, I I know. I know. I know. I trust me. I've been thinking about this all day, right? But I think um, I think the athlete side of it, the athletic side of it is put yeah. But you know, I say that and I always one of my favorite players. Yeah. Right. So this isn't a knock. This isn't, you know, by being a great baseball player in my mind and being one of my favorite dudes, I that's not, I don't look at dollar signs. Yeah. Right. And that's what they're gonna look at. Which I mean, it's their livelihood, right? They're gonna set up their families for the rest of their lives. So they're allowed to, right? Um, so I think we're gonna pick between um Samuel Bacello um, or however you say his last name, and then Adley, you're gonna pick between yeah. one of them, and I think you're gonna pick between Gunner or
0: Jackson. Yeah, I think you pick between I, I think, one. Of them. I I think that's, I I agree. And then, it's and it's gonna be hard. And I think yet again, that's why if you're gonna do that, it's sad to say it, but you're gonna have to trade the other ones that you're not keeping. Right, but guess what? But guess what? We got six years. That luckily, yeah. We're, that's that's, so, that's, that's so, a problem for a few years from now,
1: right? So you know what I mean? It's sort of like uh, you know, that's uh, six years ago. from yeah. six years later, a problem. We're yeah, not, as long right, as it's so, uh, as long as it doesn't so,
0: turn into twenty eighteen, or we just sell everyone and don't keep anything.
1: Yeah, and got nothing for it. And yeah. got nothing. Like if we can, I, I I was pretty impressed with the Brewers trade with Bork yeah. Burns. Like they, yeah. I mean, I I, I Burns, think that was one
0: for both teams.
1: I agree. It well, I looked at the uh, trade raider, mm-hmm. and 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 they're right. I mean, it's even, yeah. right? So, I mean, you know, as a Brewers fan, you guys just got a really good shortstop, and you got a really good relief pitcher that I think can be very good. Okay, be a good pitcher. I yeah. think. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he can be a number two. I do. Yeah. I like if everything goes right, either that or my man's going to turn into Josh Hader. He's going to be your next Josh Hader. He, and then yeah. as an Orioles fan, we've given him up again. You know <laughs> what I mean? We gave up Josh Hader last time. Do you, did, do you remember who we gave up Josh Hader last time for? No. Bud Norris. That good old Bud. Bud Norris. Oh, and that was tragic. But you think that's bad? Do you know who they gave up uh, Josh Hader for? The Astros traded Josh Hader right after that and got uh, Cargo. Oh, no, uh, no. I mean Carlos Gonzalez. Carlos Gomez. Sorry. Yeah. Carlos Gomez the head case guy yeah right (laughs) so they wish they got cardio right yeah Yeah. so so the brewers man they killed it yeah and and um but anyway i i I definitely think that was a fair trade i i definitely think they got uh what they needed um i also think uh i am really excited because boy you look at our our um triple a and you're like we're still hot you know i mean we still you know and uh but yeah Yeah, I, i couldn't believe we didn't give up a lot more than that, yeah.
0: Because I got, I got two more things to say, and then we can wrap all it up. All you man, is that uh, the one thing I am excited for this year, especially, is we have our three main, our three top pitching prospects: Chase McDermott, Kate Povich, and um, Seth Johnson. Seth Johnson's getting healthy again, and I think the three of them, if they all make leaps, I think then you don't have to worry about it. I think that's really what depends if we resign Burns. If yeah. we see one of them have really good potential we're not going to sign them because we're going to want them to come in. Right. And
1: I also think we do a six-man rotation at some point. This yeah. Year
0: I definitely you, put Tyler Wells in or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Because to to just give Grayson and Kyle um, yeah. a little bit of a, you know, a, a break. Um, yeah. I could see that. Plus you're seeing that throughout Major League Baseball. It's hard to make a run now without having a six-man rotation yeah. uh, to keep everybody as healthy as possible. Yeah. Um, and uh just kind of you know going yeah. through that um but yeah so uh next time we got a pretty fun podcast coming up um uh, for next week really excited for that show uh we're gonna go over uh our favorites or yeah what we think is the orioles elite or the all-time orioles elite roster or elite lineup right we don't got time for 25 people <laughs> Right. I'm really excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you definitely watch it or listen to that show. Um, and be sure to follow us and, uh, give us a five-star review. Uh, if you're going to leave a one-star review, we ask that you just move on. (laughs) Go listen to your Yankees podcast, Yeah, you know, and, or, or, or I guess you're probably a Dodgers fan now, um, because, you know, you're just going to move on to wherever you want to go. (laughs) Um, but yeah, definitely leave us a review, a five-star review, if you would. Uh, it really helps us as we try to grow this podcast. And we cannot thank everybody enough for who uh, listened last week. I mean, the um, the overall reviews were astounding. I could not believe uh, the love that uh, we got. And remember, we are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as the um, as you can uh, kind of keep up with everything that uh, we talk yeah. about. More so, instant and, updates. Uh, yeah, instant updates, and then um, we got some pretty cool um, uh, things that we uh, put on there, like th- that we're going to talk about in the future, and uh, hopefully we'll try to put some polls and try to get some questions uh, to come through there too. So, awesome guys! Well, I thank you, thank everybody for listening to tonight's podcast or today's podcast, however you whatever combination it is, and we will see you next week. See you guys. See ya.